Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. Hey, listen, folks, I am honored, honored that you would uh, let us come across your radio station and airwaves and back with me as Pastor Miller. Now, I told you guys to pray for him, and God heard your prayer. So we're finishing up the fruit of the Spirit. I was telling you, just, you know, sometimes as we get older, you have a little niche in life from time to time. Mine visited me about three weeks ago, and uh, Pastor's just getting through his now. So, Pastor Miller, welcome back. It's good to be back with you again, Brother Carriger, and I appreciate the prayers, and I'm feeling better and on the mend, and we just thank the Lord for every day that he gives us. Yeah, God has been good to us, and he's certainly been good to you and good to me through you. I'm very honored to... Uh, to call you a friend, and uh, you were, you pastored me for many years and still do now. Thank you for that. So, folks, as we move along, we remember we were on the fruit of the Spirit, and when you look at those fruits, and I know the Bible calls it the fruit of the Spirit, but, you know, we either, as Christians, uh, we're either bearing fruit or we're, you know, we're in the flesh. And we read that last week. So as we went through these things, I know there's a little bit of a separation between these casts as I explained them to you, but we went on verse 13 on in the book of Galatians chapter five, for brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Uh, only use not liberty for occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. This is about serving one another, what we're doing. Uh, for all the Lord is fulfilled in one word, even in this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And, and, and pastor, as we read through that uh, last week, last time we were together and we went through that, one thing that came to my mind is, boy, we're missing the boat if we don't have love. And the fruit of the Spirit is love. Well, that's the very first aspect of it. And somebody's described the fruit of the Spirit as like a cluster of grapes on one stem. You know, you buy some grapes and they're usually in a cluster. And it says the first cluster on the stem is love and everything else goes out from that idea of love. And if you really look at 1 Corinthians 13, you'll notice many of these same qualities are brought out in the love chapter of 1 Corinthians 13. And Brother Perriger, that's really where it starts. It goes from love, which is self-sacrifice for the benefit of an undeserving person, not expecting equal return and We see that most clearly at the cross. God's son sacrificed himself so that we would have the total forgiveness of sin. We didn't deserve that. He deserved it for us. And he doesn't expect that we can return equal sacrifice. Yeah, and that's so great. What a great God we serve. And so today's word, thinking about all that, thank you, Pastor. And and before we really dig into that word, gentleness, I want you to know that gentleness is our word of the day today. And when I think of the word gentleness, I think of some other words. I think of kindness. I think of looking out for one another. And uh, just off the top of my head, I memorized the verse years ago out of 1 Samuel 20, 14. Uh, you know, Samuel asked, show me that love and kindness you know, as long as I live that I may not be killed. And we remember that whenever I think of gentleness, pastor, whenever I think of kindness, it's a respect 
um, that changes everything about me. For instance, uh, we were looking at the fruits of the Spirit, and this is what we've covered so far. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. And then we come across this gentleness. And whenever I think of that term gentleness, and I, I stop and I wrote a note in my Bible next to it that says, gentleman, gentle lady. And, right. then, and, and I tried to look at the qualities of this, and I've, I've actually pulled up some verses. But the qualities to me, there's a real wonderful quality that people have where they're just kind. They don't have to be right. Uh, they don't have to get the last word in. They don't have to um, finish on top. And uh, they're these people, you know, they don't grow weary, as the Bible says, right down the road here in Galatians 6, uh, you know, of well-doing. They, they know that just being kind makes a difference. So in my life over the last couple of days, I just left a, uh, a therapist, a massage therapist. My wife and I go to a doctor, and uh, he has a qualified person that works with some muscle stuff. And she's one of the kindest, gentlest people I know. She's always kind. Debbie and I always go together. There's a great kindness there, a gentleness about that whole office, about the procedure. And, and, and Pastor, just knowing that she cares, just knowing that there's a gentleness there that's going to make a difference, that she's going to be stretching me in ways I didn't want to be stretched. And, uh, but just knowing that through that therapy that she cares, it, it, it makes everything better, knowing that I can be kind. I was with a, uh, a lady the other day at the coffee shop. She told me, she said, you know, I always go in there. They call me Uncle Doug or Doug. And I went in there the other day, and she came over to me, and she says, you know, I can't do this for the rest of my life. But as long as I do this, my customers are going to know that I care about them. And how, uh, do you, how, how do you look at that gentleness? How do you look at that kindness, Pastor? Well, I— as I look at this, and when I've preached this in the past, I've preached this to parents. These are the qualities that teenagers have indicated they would love to have in parents. Pastors would love to have these kind of qualities in all their people of the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, these are really the qualities of Christ-likeness. And when I think of Christ and his gentleness and these other qualities, I think of the cross of Calvary on that cross where he was suffering for the payment of our sins, his qualities of what we would call the fruit of the spirit came out. And let me give you just an illustration of that in gentleness, that gentle kindness. That's how I label this, this trait. And Jesus was addressing John and his mother when he was hanging on that cross, dying for us. And you remember what he said? He says, Behold thy mother to the beloved disciple John. And then he said, and woman, behold thy son. Right there on the cross, as he's in the midst of the suffering of our hell and paying for the penalty of our sin, he's thinking of his mother. And he's being gentle and kind. And he's saying, John, I want you to take care of her. And mother, I want you to receive John just like you would receive me as your son. I'm the oldest son. And no doubt it seems like Christ's dad, Joseph, was already dead. And he, being the oldest son, was responsible for the care of his mother. And there in his last hours of human life, he's gently and kindly saying, John, I want you to take care of my mother. And mother, receive his kindness and his care. Take her to your home 
and take care of her the rest of her life. Now, that's to me a graphic example of gentle kindness, Brother Carragher. Yeah, I, I think it is. And I, you know, that word over in Ephesians 4, where it talks about being tenderhearted, forgiving one another. I think being gentle kindness that you just talked to, that gentleness, I, I think it involves being tenderhearted. I think, you know, you just don't wake up every day tenderhearted. It's something we, we have to work at. It's something we, you know, I tell people all the time, Pastor, we, what we plug into is what we get our energy from. And uh, what you just gave us is an example of Christ on the cross plugged us into something bigger than anything that ever happened, something kinder than anything that ever happened, uh, something uh, more tenderhearting and forgiven than anything that ever happened. So if we're going to have these traits, I guess it really comes down to plugging in to the example of Christ. Yes, uh, looking at Christ's example and relying upon the Spirit's power to be Christ-like. That's exactly, you know, this thing of the fruit of the Spirit is not the same as the gifts of the Spirit. It's not the same as being baptized with the Spirit. It's really more connected to being filled on a regular basis with the Spirit. And when we talk about Gifts of spirit, those are things that are given so we can serve one another with special capacity. And baptism of the spirit is when we were placed into the body of Christ the day that we received Christ. But being filled with the spirit is John and all those writers of the New Testament, particularly Paul, said, be not drunk with wine, but be ye being filled with the spirit. It's a continued action. And what it really really relates to is Galatians 5. Yield your life. Be led of the Spirit. Let Him empower you and control you. And that's what being filled with the Spirit means, is to be controlled by the Spirit, under the influence of the Spirit. I like what you said. It, these are not the gifts of the Spirit. These are not uh, something that... Uh, you know, comes wrapped in a package. This is something you're filled with the spirit of God. And this is his fruit. That's what I just got from what you said. The fruit yeah. of the spirit belongs to the spirit, the Holy spirit of God within a heart. And, and in just a few minutes, we're going to go ahead in, in a second here and go to the commercials that the radio stations need. But I want you to think about this friends. As we do that, I want you to think about, well, can we quench that? And if we can, what can we do to make sure we don't quench it? How can we ensure the Spirit's working through us? We want to talk about that in just a minute. So go ahead and hang with us for a couple seconds. We'll be right back. Well, dear brethren, thanks so much for hanging around with us back with Pastor Miller. So, Pastor Miller, we, we've come to the point where we realize that the fruit of the Spirit belongs to the Spirit. Now, what do we, looking at myself as I use that term, we, what do we do that causes us to quench that Spirit or almost get in the way of the fruit of the Spirit? What is it that we do sometimes that gets in the way of the Spirit? Well, basically, the Spirit of God uses what he wrote, and that's the Word of God, the Bible. And when it says, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly, 
And then it talks about the results when we do that. It's parallel to Ephesians 5.18 that says, be filled. And that literally has the idea with Galatians 5. We've got to yield to the Spirit speaking to us through the Word of God. We submit and say, I will obey what you're telling me to do. And when we submit our wills, we're saying, let you, Spirit of God, control me right now and empower me. So it's not a mystical thing. It's not something that zaps us. It's our choosing to say, I'm going to obey you and I'm going to depend upon you for the power to be Christ-like that I can't naturally do by my flesh, but by your power, Spirit of God, I want to be Christ-like and obey just like he did. Yeah, and and I like that. It makes me think of that verse, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good of edifying, that may minister grace unto the hearers. And you want the fruit of the Spirit, we have to eliminate, we have to plug in, like Pastor's saying, to the things of God, to the Word of God, to Christ. And and at the same time, we got to get rid of the gossip. we got to get rid of the corrupt communication. And, and, you know, sometimes, brother, I'll come across somebody or they'll call me on the phone and, and they just want to come out blasting guns about the guy down the road or somebody or this or that. How do you recommend, what, what do you recommend to us to, that we say to somebody who's got that corrupt communication going on? And, and if we're not careful, that flesh that he's showing that flesh of the spirit of the flesh is going to get our flesh going. What do you say to somebody when they're in that zone? Well, yes, I think that verse you just quoted in Ephesians 4.29 says that no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. And so there's a replacement phrase there that says, instead of doing this, replace it with this. And that's the key to not quench the Spirit of God or to grieve the Spirit of God is don't Stop your lying and replace it with telling the truth to your neighbor. Uh, Don't be bitter and angry, but replace it with forgiveness. And so the key is look for God's direction in his word. That's what the spirit is asking us to do through his word, that we look for what God would have us do. One of the things I'll never forget a man said, he said, if you must talk about to someone about something, Talk to God about the needs you see in others Mm. and prayer to God first and then words that will try and change that person that maybe you're gossiping about or tearing down or ripping up. Start ministering to them words that will empower them, that will minister grace to their lives. Yeah, I think so. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. And, you know, I've been thinking as we've been going through this and as we minister mostly to people who are hurting, people who are helping people who are hurting, which is I think is the whole Christian world. But I, I go back to this PTSD thing. And, and many of you know, I've mentioned to you, I'm just finishing up a couple books now, one named Wounded, which is really going to take the place of the Wounded Spirits book much deeper, much, uh, uh, much more... I think wide in its breadth, but one of the readings I came across that I wrote down five or six years ago was this quote where this uh, retired army colonel, uh, helicopter pilot in Vietnam, he went on and he talked about PTSD 
uh, is all, it's about contradictions because when somebody goes through a trauma or something terrible, they're trained to handle things a certain way, especially in the military. So if you're at war with someone, if they fire at you, you fire twice as much as them. If, uh, if you get wounded and you're trying to get care for yourself, you got to put yourself in a state of mind that's different than our normal state of mind. We got to contend for the TRICARE insurance to make sure we're taken care of in the VA hospital to look out for us and 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 because of that it's a contradiction so all those things that we have to contend for and fight for and struggle for are all the things that we now have to let go once we're out of that hurt zone it wasn't uh, just a couple nights ago we were talking to a lady who's been through the terrible of terribles and uh, she's been raped and assaulted and and all those things that she had to put together to make sure it doesn't happen again shutting down not talking to people uh, showing no kindness all these things that she did pastor all the things that she had to do in the immediate to get rid of the trauma and so now we're on the other side of the trauma we're on the other side of the stressor we're on the other side of that thing that gave us ptsd and like that colonel said man that this is it's filled with contradictions but serving god is not so now we're at that place as we serve god as we step out We've got to allow God to change our culture. There's a, uh, some people call it, uh, you know, like an ethos change or an ethos change, culture change within our own little self. We got to realize we're not in the culture of war anymore. We're not in the culture of abuse anymore. We're not in the culture of having to deal with the people who need to help us and make things right. This, now we live, we, we're a new creation, right, Pastor? I mean, we're in that new place where, where God has created us new and and so now we're dealing with this fruit of the spirit which is contrary to the things of this world and that's a good thing it's contrary to the things of the flesh but i think pastor it, it takes a a concerted effort for it to work is that right yes let me share an illustration with you because jesus on the cross right off being treated wrongly attacked viciously he said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they do. And this was illustrated to me recently by a story of a nurse in a serviceman's hospital complained to the chaplain that she had been rudely treated by some of the patients. He answered, thank God for that. She says, what do you mean? She inquired astonishment. Well, he explained, if you are holding a glass and someone knocks up against you, you can only spill out what's in is inside that glass. When people misjudge and persecute us, we soon reveal what is in our hearts. If we are Christ-filled and governed by the Holy Spirit, we will manifest the gentleness and meekness of our Savior. In fact, God often allows us to be pushed around and mistreated so that the unsaved men and others may be astonished at God's grace as we overflow with love and forbearance. And I thought that really fits this whole situation. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's a great uh, illustration. And that's what we're looking for practically to put the fruit of spirit uh, 
work in our lives. And, and I'll tell you one thing I learned along the way I was saved is coming up on 30 years next year. And there's a lot of things God had to do in my life. I was, uh, uh, you know, I had already lived a few decades of life. I had already been through things, already been in the army for years, but I learned as I went some things that I had to go out of my way to make God a priority in my life. And I didn't want to make him a priority. I had to learn to make him the priority. And so I guess what you're saying, pastor, like that nurse, uh, boy, I bet you, you know, people are not in a hospital, uh, situation, operating room, hospital, ICU, wherever they find themselves, they're not having their best day. Uh, as a matter of fact, maybe many of those people that nurse dealt with, and I love the chaplain's response are having their worst day. And uh, yet through that, she's got a chance to minister that grace we talked about earlier, that spirit, uh, you know, say things that minister. And, uh, and, and she had a chance to do that. Let us do good unto all men, it says to us in Galatians 6, 9, especially unto them uh, that are of the household of faith. And let us not be weary in well-doing, you know, that same verse. And I, I, I think what I'm getting at here and, and, and what I'm trying to illustrate to all of us is the fruit of the Spirit is within the Holy Spirit of God that rests in your heart when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But you're not going to have that culture change. You're not going to have that ethos change until you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now, just because I raised my right hand and joined the army, that did not make me a soldier of the year. It did not make me uh, a graduate from basic training. It did not make me a graduate from my advanced training. It did not make me 26 years later retiring as a sergeant major. Every one of those was a step that I had to take. I had to trust that if the Army tells me I need to do this, I better do it, and I better learn it so I can do it again without thinking about it. Serving God in the fruit of the Spirit is uh, learning those things so we don't even think about it. Plugging into God when we wake up in the morning, reading our Bibles, and, and letting God overflow our spirit. It's putting away the paranoia. It's putting away those bad things. And, and Pastor, if you want to add to that, we're at the one minute mark and we got to go. If you got a minute where you'd like to close this out, I think you've told us an awful lot. Well, like you're saying, Doug, it is really a growth process, it, but you can't do it without the spirit of God. Somebody says one of the worst things people try to do is live the Christian life without the Holy Spirit living inside or having the life of Christ inside and yielding to that Holy Spirit there, there's going to be a growth product that comes out, and that's the fruit of the Spirit. It's gradual, it's progressive, and it should be increasing in all of our lives the further we go on in life as a Christian. Amen, folks. That's where it's at. Thank you so much, Pastor Miller. Listen, folks, you want to make sure you come back tomorrow. We'll have Pastor Miller with us again. We'll be moving forward with the fruit of the Spirit. Tomorrow we'll be talking about goodness. We sure do love you. And if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, great news. In just a minute, Brother Eric's going to tell you how you can know for sure you're saved. If there's something we can do to help you, make sure you look us up at the Help the Wounded Spirits Facebook page, or uh, you can drop me a note at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. We sure do love you folks. Hey, wear that smile that only God can give you today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits 
that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.